Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good any day it is right now. If you are watching the Dan K Show, you are here for info on what I am calling the greatest event in USPHL history and, and an opportunity right now to not just play the game of hockey and get guys on the ice, but keep the athletes safe. The United States Premier Hockey League is at it again with another incredible opportunity for its athletes. And with that, I introduce in before we start our interview, my right-hand man, my consigliere, Lucas Jones. Lucas, I mean, how excited are you for this, this Tampa hub city? I couldn't be more excited. I mean, from the moment that we we were told and we found out about this, it's just it's such a good opportunity. There's there's so many different things you can do to just promote how great of an event this is, how great of an experience for the player this is. And, you know, at least of all, or certainly not least of all, the quality of the hockey that's going to be on the ice every single day, all viewable on hockey TV to scouts across the country. And now I introduce in, I mean, Dan and Lucas can bloviate all day, but we go to the, the brains behind the operation here and a man who is working a 48-hour day now. I, I think it's impossible to do, but he is he has split himself in half. He's in 10 places at once, and he is doing it all. It's Commissioner Bob Turo, the USPHL. Mr. Commissioner, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. And and now we look at this opportunity, right? We, we head into the 2021 calendar year, and we've seen the obstacles, the 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 work that's had to be put in just to have a, a safe season for this first half of the year. And we're starting to get to a position now where there are landlocked States and places where some teams are having trouble filling out that full schedule, right. Without the ability to cross borders. Can you talk a little bit about, a little bit about the, the thought process behind the scenes here and how the Tampa hub city came to fruition? Well, the situation with COVID has changed uh, daily, weekly, monthly, um, one month, uh, one state is a hot, a hot bed for it. And then it's not, and another state is, and we've always wanted to, uh, we've always wanted to play by the rules as far as what the government goes. We've always wanted a safe environment, but it became very clear that maybe we had to think, uh, and I hate this term, but outside of the box, as far as doing something special. And so what we looked at initially for our NCDC division, but then we opened it up to other divisions. We looked at kind of mimicking the greatest league on the face of the earth, the National Hockey League, and doing something special. And we created a number of opportunities. We looked at a number of different locations so that we could do this um, safely uh, from an education standpoint, make sure that everybody was still able to get their education done and still have the, the greatest product on the ice that we possibly could. And, and we landed just north of Tampa in Wesley Chapel. And now we look at this, it starts up in 2021, a 44-day period here with the hub. What do you expect out of the play? So if, if, I'm a, if I'm an NCDC player or parent right now, what am I expecting if I'm heading down to the Tampa hub out of my, my play schedule, my day-to-day -day life down there in Tampa? So, um, first of all, we've taken basically over a resort where um, we basically control the resort right now. And so there's no in and out. Um, a lot of people refer to this as a bubble. It's not a bubble. It's a hub city. It's not like the NHL, but it's a very controlled environment where the players are only going to be leaving um, the, the, uh, the hub city, the, the, the resort, um, just to go play games or to practice. But 
on my day right now, Richard Galant's day, our whole team's day right now is stacked with operations. So I'll just give you an example today, working on how do we have study halls to make sure that all the education is done. Uh, Richard Gallant is just finishing up the schedule for the games and the practices. We're then now taking a look at off-ice activities, video time, gym time. We want to have some fun down there, some creative stuff. So we might there there might be a, a basketball tournament or a tennis tournament or a golf tournament. We want to keep the kids active um, so that, like I said, when they look back on this, it's the greatest thing that that's ever happened in their youth or junior hockey careers. So it's a lot every day. And it, you know, listen, just just the um, the food itself, right? How do you feed 600 people? I mean, so it's just, it, it's one thing after another, but the team's on it. It's going to be great. I'll tell you what, it's not just 600 people. That's 600 junior hockey players. And those guys can eat for two, man. They, they <laughs> yeah. absolutely, we've been on all these trips. We watch how Frank Scarpatri with his Florida Eels feed the guys and the Dreyer family with the New York Aviators and they're on the road. And, and it's going to be, it, it's an awesome opportunity. And for the folks at home who haven't seen the Saddlebrook Resort, first of all, go check it out. This is, state-of-the-art. Luke's and I got an opportunity to stay there during a Tampa showcase two years back. It is state-of-the-art golf facilities, beautiful, spacious rooms on site, and it, it's just a, it's a top-notch resort. And can you talk about Saddlebrook? I mean, what, what made you guys land there on, on the Saddlebrook Resort as the, the staying portion and position for the Hub City? Well, like I said, we had looked at a number of different uh, landing spots throughout the country. Um, one of the things we liked about Tampa was uh, it, it's it. When we say it's Tampa, it's Tampa, but it's really outside Tampa. It's almost in a rural area. So from a safety standpoint, it was a good situation. But just from an amenity standpoint, um, all of the rental units there are very close to the inner hub and where everything happens. And we just felt that we could control the environment that the players were in to make sure that they had their education time, that they had their video time, all the things that we talked about earlier, just from hey, getting on buses and going to the arena. Uh, it, it, everything just fit there. And, um, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. We're really lucky. I'll tell you what, you, can't, you don't have to sell me on Tampa at all. I'm already sold. But you look at it, I mean, we, we, you look at the quality of what the NCDC has been this year, whether it was – back in the summer when teams were getting geared up and we were sitting there with, with some of the USPHL coaches, the NCDC, the, a lot of former division one athletes. And they talked about the speed, the skill in this NCDC level this year. I am of the, the belief here that this is the perfect scenario for the best brand of hockey you can get in this environment, because these guys have been dealing with all year. When are we playing? How are we playing? What's our schedule look like? Now you have a solidified schedule in front of you you get to get back into a training regimen and, and it's so important for these young athletes to have a regimen to have a schedule to to have a routine and you're seeing that now and even with what you're talking about mr commissioner the idea of having study hall places having events for them to work on creating that that normalcy in life so that you don't have to leave the safety of saddlebrook here throughout this hub city operation so important can you talk to me about kind of the quality of hockey you expect out of this event for the folks that are going to get a chance to watch at home on hockey TV? So all I'm going to tell you about is the NHL people and the college people that I've talked to, I'll let them speak. And they, they tell us the quality of our play this year is dramatically up. So I can't wait to get out of the office 
and into the arena and start watching <laughs> start watching hockey um, at the Advent Ice Arena uh, to just see uh, what these uh, scouts and coaches are talking about. Lucas, I feel like I'm dominating the time here. Why don't you jump in here with one? Well, I, I do have a quick thought that I wanted to share, and I love the the consideration for the academic side. You know, we always push that this this academic idea along with the athletics. And as a as a former teacher and a current academic tutor myself, I love the idea of there being these study hall sessions for players to come in to help each other out with work and to be in a focused environment to get work done. So absolutely hats off in that regard. Um, but Commissioner, I, I my question for you is you touched a little bit about, you know, some of the NHL comments and NCAA comments you've heard about the play on the ice. What kind of feedback have you gotten since the event sort of launched on usphl.com or the, the uh, event description from, you know, maybe parents, coaches, or even NCAA scouts? Have you gotten a lot of feedback from them? Overwhelming joy. I mean, people just want to watch hockey. I mean, when you think about it for a second, I mean, you take a look at the leagues. I mean, the Ontario Hockey League isn't operating. The Quebec Hockey League isn't operating. The Western League isn't. A bunch of teams in the NCAA aren't. The USHL is kind of. And here we are uh, just making it happen, right? Finding a way to get it done in a safe environment um, so that our players can play competitive hockey, continue to get better as athletes and uh, as, uh, as students, and uh, we're, I'm, I'm proud of our team, led by Richard Gallant. I mean, I'm just super proud of what uh, we're going to be able to uh, pull off here. Yeah, I think one of the things that we've heard from, you know, coaches and even some players is how excited some of the players are. And I think how focused and determined they are. You know, we talked last week on the, the video show about how these these young men are ready to go and play hockey. They're not there for you know, they're there for one singular purpose, and that's to put their best product out there on the ice to be seen by all these scouts, to be seen by other coaches and other programs. Um, you know, you mentioned it was originally for just the NCDC, uh, but that other teams have sort of opened it up. Um, is that something that you guys were really excited about, the enthusiasm from teams in the Premier and Elite Divisions? So we had an idea when we first started out that it would open up to that, but our real focus was on the NCDC. I mean, one step at a time, right? Um, you know, we had to cap it off, quite frankly. I mean, there was greater interest than what we have. And uh, I mean, there's just only so many hotel rooms that we can put kids in, in a safe manner, right? Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and listen, there's some areas of the country right now where, um, the teams don't need the hub. The hub. They're they're fine where they're at. Every area in the country is a little bit different, but this was just an opportunity for teams that may be struggling with um, the virus in their area for them to uh, come in and get some sunshine and some hockey <laughs> and some training. There's going to be a lot of good golf games too behind the benches for a lot. There's been a little talk about golf. I mean, it, it, so, you know, we have, we, 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 we've, we put together the schedule now and now we're getting in to the off ice stuff. And, you know, so the first priority is education, but once you get past the education part, then you start talking about, okay, how can we fill out the rest of the day? We don't want any downtime for these kids. Downtime, trouble. Okay. So we, we just want to, we want to fill their life up 
the entire day. So at the end of the day, they're really tired. They just go to sleep and they do it over again for uh, you know, 40, 40 odd days. But the opportunities are like unlimited here to fill up the time after hockey and education. Really, really, it's exciting to try to put it together. Like there could be some, uh, let's just, so it's not a tournament that we're in down there. It's our league games, but there could be some tournaments and competitions off the ice with the various teams to keep things interesting. Yeah. You got, you got to find some way to channel that, that extra competitiveness. We all, oh, know yeah. these, these athletes, they'll, they'll turn eating a sandwich into a, into a competitive event if you let them. And uh, I think that's, that's one of the most important things that, that I wanted to touch on briefly before I kick it back over to Dan is, is just how excited I am to hear about all of the different aspects Right. It's not like, like we said, you're, you're going down there to play hockey, but it's a complete event that you guys are putting on. It is you're taking care of all the aspects of what these young guys are all about. It's not just the hockey. It's giving them things to do in the downtime, making sure all this other stuff is taken care of. So, uh, Dan, I'll turn it back over to you. But I just, again, want to compliment everyone on the complete job of caring for these players that that has really come up so far. Thank you. Yeah, you look at it and, it, and it's what we've always loved about, like you talk about Richard Gallant, what the team here with the USPHL does. And, and you come in here now and it's just, it's continuing a legacy of putting the player first. And, you know, so many people, you think about a hub city and you go, all right, let's just plop 600 rooms full of people in here. Let's, let's play some hockey. And then that's it. When the hockey day is over, these guys can handle their own lives and go, go back home and go back to the hotel room. And it's to take into account what a 44 day schedule might look like or what a multi-week schedule might look like for these athletes and, and understanding the need for more than just, Hey, here's a schedule of hockey games and here's some ice time for you. Those are the things that's the EQ that the USPHL does better than any competitor, anybody in the landscape. And, and we're just so happy to be working with you guys. I mean, it's, it's always up from our side of it. We look at it as the player first and, and, you're putting a player first here. And now for these players, could you let us know kind of what's the date range right now for this event? What's day one? What's, and then what's, what's the final day looking like right now in terms of timing for this? So teams are coming in starting on the third. They'll start practicing on the fourth and we're going for six weeks. Some of the premier and elite teams are coming down for two, three, four week periods. Um, but the NCDC and most of the premier teams uh, will be there for a six week period. And then I believe some of the Florida teams will be um, diving into the situation as far as some of the games as well. So it's just a, it's an ongoing um, process as far as putting this thing together. Uh, and uh, I'm excited. Listen, I'm excited about the off. Like I, listen, we're down there for hockey. Well, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Right. But just some of the things like there's a, on the resort, there's a team building area where when corporations like Gillette or AT&T or whatever, when they come into the resort, they take their people, their teams of people, and they go out to this area and they do team building like exercises. Like the opportunities out of this are going to be incredible, both for the teams, but for our league office team. Like one of the things that um, we're going to be afforded is our planning moving forward, instead of having yet another Zoom call or yet another phone call, we're actually gonna be, when the day is over, be able to sit down and spitball ideas for two, three, four hours every night and come up with plans that are gonna take us into the future and uh, you know, just catapult us up to where the levels that we wanna get to. 
Yeah, and, and even talk about it from a recruiting sense. You look at it, well, we've talked to Coach Harris about Coach Hunt with the Hitman, or, or we talk with Jim Hankel, and we talk to the, the swath of coaches here that are so next level for this NCDC product, and they talk about working together. In the USPHL and the NCDC, it's such a, a teamwork initiative when it comes to the recruiting game for athletes on every team. And mm-hmm. everybody's willing to make that phone call. If, if Coach Hankel calls Coach, Coach Harris there over in Jersey for help with a player, he's going to get that assistance. They're going to work together to make sure all of these athletes are getting the best look possible. You put them all in the same building now. You put them all in the same room. They get to work together day in and day out the opportunities for these young athletes are endless. You, you hear people, we always pitch the idea that the NCDC is in the, bat, in the footprint of college hockey, right? Well, it's 2020, going to be 2021. Anybody who thinks that playing in a hub city in Tampa is going to take anything away from the footprint, there's hockey TV, there's the internet, there's the ability to follow along with these players day in and day out. Can you talk about from the recruiting side, the benefit for these athletes from playing in this hub city, especially at the NCDC level? So first of all, uh, our partners at Hockey TV are working very closely with us right now to take our our game presentation to another level. Our teams are looking to do the same thing as far as uh, what we're going to be presenting for anybody watching the game on TV. So it'll be parents, it'll be friends, you know, watching the game, but it'll also be scouts on TV. Um, watching the game. And so our preparation uh, for those players is you're going to see a level of preparation and presentation that you've not seen yet in the USBHL. And that's, it's such an opportunity. It's such a, such a great opportunity for this league, for these athletes. I mean, outside of that, can you think of, can you think of anything else, any other fact about this operation, anything you think the folks at home might need to know about the Tampa hub city. Cause for us, again, I was sold when I heard the word Tampa, but outside of that, I mean, you look at everything else going on at this league. Is there anything else you think parents or players at home should know about this hub city? Just right now, it looks like we're the only game in town right now. I mean, our initiative has put us in that spot. Yeah. There's a couple of other leagues that are pitter pattering around, but this is going to elevate us to the top. And we look to see it, see everybody watching us on hockey TV. And I understand you, you, you two guys might be doing a couple of games down there. Is that true? Uh, Hey, you, again, you don't have to sell us on it. We will be there. I I could be down there in 25 minutes. I'll run. But again, we thank you for joining us, Mr. Commissioner. I know you have a million things going on right now. There's so much hard work going on behind the scenes. I just want you parents and players and, you know, prospective athletes down the road. These are the opportunities, you know, whenever we look at a product or we look at our future playing careers, we have to look, at, at the best opportunities for us. And we want to be in places where the folks in charge care about, about us, about our experience, about our time, both on and off the ice. I mean, if this is to me one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a game of hockey, in a game of sport, uh, to watch the USPHL put this together, the, the largest league geographically in the country, to figure out a hub city to play not just the game we all love, but do it safely and give players an opportunity that might not have had it anywhere else in the country, anywhere else in the world, a chance to hop on the ice and play day in and day out. Commissioner Bob Turo, we thank you. We thank Richard Gallant. We thank the entire league office, Josh Boyd, everybody there. I cannot imagine the work you were all going through right now to get this done. But again, thank you so much for all of it. Anything, guys. Thanks, thanks for the time. 
We're going to be back with coaches Jim Hankel and Dan Hodge, Coach Hankel of the Connecticut Junior Rangers and Coach Dan Hodge of the Twin City Thunder to talk a little bit about the situations they've been dealing with in their home states and what the Hub City will do for their athletes and organizations. All right, hockey fans, we've had our opportunity with the commish. Bob Turrell sat down with us. We talked a little bit about the Hub, about the, the Tampa experience upcoming for the players, but now we want to get into the details of why this is such a good move by the league, who this, this hub experience helps the most. And with that, we bring in two of our favorite coaches across the landscape here, Dan Hodge of the Twin City Thunder and Jim. I win every all-star game and cause Dan to lose his own show once a year, Hankel, who is both going to join us here today to talk a little about their experiences so far in what has been a one-of-a-kind 2020-2021 campaign. And, and with that, we start with you, Dan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the Twin City side first. Up in Maine, obviously, there are not a lot of NCDC sides to play in the state. And with these state border limitations, you guys have kind of been hamstrung at times in scheduling and getting games on the ice and, and, getting, and getting through this 2020 campaign. Can you talk a little about what you guys have been dealing with up there in Twin City? Yeah, it's definitely been uh, it's been definitely a year the, you don't want to repeat. That's for sure. You know, again, it's tough because you know the beginning of the season. You know, you 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 think you're going to play some games, and then you get to Thursday, Friday, and then you hear that you can't travel to Mass or you can't travel to New Hampshire. And you know, I got to give my team credit though; they've all worked hard, and they've all kind of. You know, the biggest thing I think is the communication with the players. Like you say, listen, this is a, a we may or may not play and understand that it's, it's not, nothing to do with us. And it's, you know, we're, we're just going following the guidelines. So one, at a certain point, the kids have been great about listening and, 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 and buying in and understanding. And I, you know, it's funny, Jim had mentioned early on, not to not to make Jim feel too good about himself, but he he, uh, he mentioned early on about his group and how he was going to make sure that they were there for the right reasons. And. And that uh, was a league call we had early on. And uh, we kind of followed that guideline about, hey, you know, you're here for a reason and, you know, we'll get the games in when we get them in. And uh, the league has been very good with communication. And, uh, you know, we've been trying to communicate with the players as much as possible. And now, Jim, we go to your side of it. I mean, just a few months back, we're out there maybe a month and a half into the 2020 campaign. And we got a chance to call one of your guys' games as one of our free games of the week before new lockdown rules came into play. And that was a situation you were already dealing with the idea of long breaks between matchups. I mean, can you talk about kind of what you guys were dealing with there, not just with, with restrictions and regulations, but just with the, the schedule in itself, trying to get games in play? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's December 15th and we've played seven hockey games. Um, you're, you're talking, you know, we, we've been going since September 15th, so talk about you know three months 12 weeks and you play seven hockey games um you know it's been very difficult uh not anything we've ever seen uh and every time we thought we had uh a situation set up where it would benefit ourselves something would happen uh which was you know frustrating but um you know at the end of the day it was we had it uh and then it was you know our opponent that we were supposed to play one weekend had it and then uh, the following weekend, it was another opponent that had it. Then, uh, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to limit. You can't have games in uh, state, right? So then, you know, we were supposed to play, you know, a team like Utica or Powell uh, in our building, but it was going to be their home game. No nope, teams from the outside of the state can't come in. 
Uh, it's been it's been one stop, start, stop, start after another. Um, you know, my guys are frustrated. They just want to play hockey games. Uh, they're super excited for uh, this scenario down in Tampa. Um, you know, when I told them, hey, you're looking at 22, 23 games in 45 days, they were like, let's go. Um, we're, we're tired of practicing. We're, we're tired of beating each other up. Uh, and they just want to play. Uh, but it's it's been one uh, issue after the next, like like Dan was saying, like we've got guys who are for the right reasons, but uh, the frustration level for our group has definitely sat in. Um, you know, seven games in, in three months is uh, it's you know it's basically a game every other week. And you know, you talk about uh, the next level with college playing two games a week uh, and how much less it is than what we play at the junior level. Um, you know, these kids are playing if they're lucky one game a week and, um, you know, it's frustrating, but, you know, at the end of the day, there, there's what appears to be light at the end of the tunnel for this group and, uh, six, seven weeks down in a great environment. Um, you know, the, I know the, the staff that's working diligently on it, uh, is working to cross every T and dot every I. So no stone gets left unturned on ice, off the ice, at the resort, uh, and the surrounding areas, so. Yeah, and uh, me and Lucas, we heard Tampa, we said, you know what, twist our arms, we'll go down as long as you need us to. I bet. As many games (laughs) as you need. If we got to go knock some golf balls around, if you guys want to be on the the Golf Course podcast, you can let us know. We're going to be doing a little 2v2 with some of the coaches down there. But to get into the, the real hockey side of it, before I throw to Lucas for a question here, I, I want to ask you both, you know, routine is so important at, at a young athlete's journey, but routine is so important in a young athlete's journey in really growing that athlete and building their brand and, and really they need to know what their schedule is in front of them to, to kind of see that growth and see that change in their play. Dan, I'll start with you. I mean, both of you have played at a high level in this game personally. You've developed talent at a high level. Can you talk about the benefit for the athlete themselves of this opportunity to play 20 plus games in a 45 day window and know what's in front of them on a day in day out basis? Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, this year, I think we, what I've tried to do up here is try to keep as, you know, again, with the, with the game schedule being such in flux is try to keep practices and off ice workouts and stuff at a, at a kind of a, 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 um, a, a scheduled time every day. So it's the same thing. Oh, there you go again. And then um, it's one of those things where you want to make sure the kids have a, they have structure, right. And going down there and, and there'll be a, there'll be a schedule set out and, and yeah, they're excited and, and they're pumped about it, but they also realize that, you know, it's, we were talking about today. It's like in the first week and a half, you're down there, you're probably excited. Oh, Florida, this Florida, that, and all of a sudden you're going to have to find a way to push through the, okay, now we're two weeks into this. We got four more weeks ahead of us. You know, what, what's it going to look like? It just keep them busy. Got to keep them doing things and, and making sure that they're, they're staying on top of their game and communicating with them. And, and, you know, again, I, I, I find this year it's been, been actually been better as a player, cause as a coach to talk to coaches, to college coaches that, Hey, this kid, here's our situation, but this kid we're talking about right now, whoever it is, he hasn't once complained he understands what we're doing. He's been a good addition. He hasn't been a pain on ice, off ice. He he understands. So he'd be a good guy. You know, again, hey, this kid's a good guy for your locker room because he understands kind of what we're doing. He's and he gets to the mental the mental piece of it right now. Because I told all the players, like, I'm sure everyone has. This year is such a mental grind 
for players because you got to mentally be sharp. And, you know, and like Jim was saying, we, we just played our 10th game on Sunday. So we were, we were at eight games for the longest time uh, before Thanksgiving. And then finally got two games, luckily got two games over the weekend. And, you know, we're only at 10 games. So, you know, it was, it was, it's tough to play games at, a, at such a, such a, you know, interrupted pace, but you know, it's, it's just, it's been, it's been mental for every kid and that, you know, the mental part of it's so big right now. Yeah. And Jim, I mean, same question for you here. The, the idea of what this is going to, what opportunity this will provide your players, you know, to no longer think about, okay, are we going to have a game on Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Are we going to have the opportunity to play somebody this week and start putting into their minds that this is your schedule. This is what you're playing. Stay safe, stay healthy. Let's play hockey for the next 45 days. Yeah. I mean, the mental aspect, um, you know, as much as it is, is, you know, start stop as far as what we've got going on now, the mental side of it, like Haji was talking about, you know, you have to stay sharp. Um, you know, it, it's one of those scenarios that you have to engage in, and the hardest part for these kids um, you know, is they get ramped up, they, they build themselves up in a particular manner based off the schedule. And then that doesn't happen. Uh, and then you kind of start to worry about the mental health of some of them, uh, you know, getting so ramped up and then not being able to play. Uh, and then in addition to that, it's that letdown. Oh, it's like the, the defeatist mindset starts to kind of set in. This is never going to work out. This is never going to happen. Um, you know, for us, we've been doing a lot of small area games, competition stuff. I've been dividing my group in, uh, to various teams and playing, you know, scrimmages and, uh, playing three on three tournaments and anything I can do to keep it sharp and fresh. Uh, we've kept our off ice schedule as consistent as we would, uh, whether we're playing or not. Uh, and those days that we had things that kind of got thrown awry, we've, we've kind of pivoted as much as we can. Uh, and my group's been really good with it. You know, we, we did a, a couple different scenarios with a three on three tournament. We did, uh, you know, I had some guys come in and do a draft uh, and then, then announce the group at, in the draft and in the locker room to kind of, you know, get the camaraderie up and build that aspect to, to keep it sharp and fresh and new and excitement in the locker room. Um, I know they're excited to go down to Tampa and, and compete in this environment. Uh I don't know if they understand what's ahead of them. I know they're, they're ramped up to do it. Um, but I don't know if they're absolutely, uh, going to be sharp enough in the beginning of it, uh, to get through what needs to get through. Um, you know, you're talking about back to backs with a practice and another back to back, something we've never faced before. Uh, you're talking about playing a three and three, having a, having a day off. Uh, playing a game, practicing, playing two games back to back. Uh, these are all scenarios that we've never dealt with ever scheduling wise uh, at any level, whether I played, uh, you know, the most you would see would be a, you know, a four and five, you play Wednesday, a light skate Thursday, and you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but you knew that well in advance, um, you know, by the time this schedule is released, which is going to be probably 10 days out from, from when we're going, uh, it's going to be, you know, a lot's going to fall on the staff, uh, but we're going to have to communicate, you know, exponentially with with each one of our players and say, hey, you need to you need to be on the up and up with us. Um, you know, it, it's not a scenario where you can hide anything. If you're banged up, you got to let us know so we're not exas, you know, putting ourselves in a situation where we're exasperating our guys 
um, you know, because we're going to play a three and three, but he's banged up after game one. So we're going to throw him in the lineup for game two because we have to win it. Now you got to play game three and he's got to play again game three because he's a 2000. He's looking to go to college. Right. So we, ha- we have to make sure that we're doing right um, in, in our scenarios. Um, but like I said, you know, they're they're looking at it going, oh, yeah, warm weather, pool. Uh, and I said to my guys yesterday, uh, some of the scenarios I heard about the schedule, you know, your days off are going to be recovery days. That's It's not, you know, hey, go lay out in the sun for six hours and drain yourself in that regard uh, in addition to the playing. Um, but, you know, make it work. I mean, this is this this idea is fantastic. Uh, and I know, like I said before, the executive committee is doing everything in their power to make this go off without a hitch, have no issues uh, and, and get through the 45 days and, um, you know, and say, hey, listen, we, we found a way to make it work. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that we've heard is is absolutely everyone's excited and they should be. This is a once in a lifetime. It's taking a once in a lifetime negative, potentially turning it into a once in a lifetime positive experience for some of these players. But there's also from coaches, players, and staff, this idea of we're all going for one purpose and we all know what that purpose is. It's to play the best hockey that we can over those 44 days. So I think it's a, it's really is a singular mindset for a lot of the players and teams in this league. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the logistics of this from a team perspective. We talked with Commissioner Turo about the logistics and the planning from a league perspective. Uh, Coach Hodge, I want to start with you here. What does it look like for for your team to get down to the hub city? Um, have you started the the plans yet for how you're going to operate on the day to day basis? Well, uh, you know, again, I think it's more or less we're we're, we're we're we've we've booked our way down. That's that's pretty much where we're at right now, and I think it's going to come down to what the what the daily when the league when the league announces the daily schedule, we'll kind of start putting the start putting things together and and, and deciding on what's going to be a daily thing and. You know, again, the, we talk about the mental health. We also talk about the physical health of these kids. Like, you know, this COVID is not a joke. And they got to realize that, yeah, they're going down to Florida, but you got to also be healthy off the ice as well and do the right things because, you know, you hear all, the, the problem is the lack of information about it is so, so frustrating. But, you know, we got to make sure that the kids are being healthy and, not, you know, and, and you know, and, and, the, and the coaches are being healthy and everybody's in, in the right mindset. Because I think you saw, everyone saw the NHL bubble go so well. And that it was such a, it was, everything was so organized that of course we want to have that organized because I've been telling the players, realize this, once you go down there and this, this whole thing starts, you're going to be under a spotlight because everybody is talking about this and you're going to have all eyes on you in the, in, in the college hockey world. Like everybody's going to be watching. So, you know, for us, it's going to be the structure of when the schedule gets put out. What's our practice schedule look like? How are we going to get our online kids to take their classes? You know, the, the league has thought of all this. So once that it gets announced, then we'll be able to start plugging things away. But the travel, we got the travel up and back. It's just a matter of what we do while we're there. Yeah, and uh, Coach Ankle, similar question to you, but I also want to tack on, um, you know, not just the logistics of, of getting the team and how you're going to operate down there. Do you... Do you expect that these teams will will have to take a couple of days or a week to flip the mental switch on this new situation? Uh, I don't I don't necessarily think it's going to be the mental switch right away. I think the mental switch is going to be after day 11. Uh, And the reason I say that is this is, you know, there's going to be super excitement to get down there. Uh, 
Uh, sure, there's going to be some rustiness with coming off of, of the Christmas break, uh, but there's going to be super excitement to be down there. So the, the kids are going to be all amped up uh, and, and, you know, the adrenaline can be flowing to be doing what they need to do. And when, when things go off, um, you know, you, you, you get your five, six days in, all right, and then you take that kind of first gasp of air, uh, and it's like, okay, we're, you know, we're on the ice for practice. We're in the gym. Uh, what do we got next? Well, like Haji and I have been talking about, there's going to be a daily schedule. Kids are going to have to report to certain areas to do their schoolwork. Those that are still in school, kids are going to have, uh, you know, curfews that they have to abide by. Uh, and this is all in an effort to keep everybody safe and healthy uh, mentally and physically. Uh, but I'm thinking day 11 is a day that's really going to kind of get into it because the excitement of getting down there is going to get you through the first week. Then you start to kind of get a little run down and tired with a ton of stuff going on between the on ice, the off ice, uh, the travel in, uh, getting back into it, playing the games. Uh, once you get through the first 10 days, that, that excitement and that adrenaline fades pretty quickly. Uh, and then, and then it's the focus, the mental focus and the mental toughness that gets you through, uh, the next, you know, 10 or so days and you're halfway through and then it's, then it's gut check time. You know, can you make a push the last, you know, 15, 18 days and, and win some hockey games and put yourself in a good situation. Now I've got one more, a little bit of a, a lighter question uh, before I throw it back to Dan here and we'll start with coach Hodge. You guys have the potentially the, the longest, uh, are you now, are you guys taking the, the team bus down to Florida? Oh no no we're fine. <laughs> I was gonna say that's gonna be a long. That would be a long yeah, long drive. Be, we start now. We also start now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, Coach Hankel, what about you guys? Are you guys taking the bus down or flying? No 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 no. We're uh, so what we're uh, we we've been it's been a disaster here in Connecticut. Um, so what we've done is uh, we've had multiple meetings with our players and basically said, hey, listen, here's the deal. You're you're scheduled to report uh, January fourth down in Florida. Uh, we've already let the housing uh, units know that we're not continuing up here. Um, they're aware. Uh, so kids will be starting to pack up and, and head back to their domain. Uh, they'll travel in on their own. Um, and I basically said, hey, listen, you got to be in by the 4th. Like, that's what we're looking for. Um, get in by the 4th. We'll be on the 5th and 6th. Uh, and then we start, you know, a tear of five or six games in eight days. and. Um, be prepared. You know, a lot of kids are like, Oh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, you may want to get a lot of sleep when you're at home because while we're in the bubble, you are going to get run down pretty quickly. Uh, keep in mind, you know, they're going to have friends on other teams that they're wanting to go hang out with. And oh, I haven't seen my buddy. I'm going to go by the pool with him. And the next thing you know, it's, it, it just, the hours will add up rather quickly. Uh, but their, their traveling is on their own. Um, I heard Utica is taking a bus from Utica down. <laughs> so uh, that could be an interesting trip. Uh, yeah. with, with those Kelly trip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Paul Kelly taking the bus. That, he's, oh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Paul's, Paul's not taking the bus. <laughs> Paul's not taking the bus. You think Paul, Paul's above the bus? Is that what yeah. we're saying? Oh yeah, Paul's gonna Paul's gonna fly, and Nicole's gonna drive down with the kids if he yeah. if he has his way. <laughs> I absolutely love it. See, this is what we talk about fans watching at home. It, it's it's the idea in the USPHL and the NCDC 
these everybody works together, right? It's every boat is floating at the same level here. And if it's not, it's working together to ensure it does. And you see the camaraderie, you see the teamwork. There was chirping going on before this podcast started. There's chirping going on now. Make sure to follow along with the Tampa Hub. It is going to be one of a kind. It is going to be must-see hockey, and it's going to be the game in town. Make sure to follow along usphl.com to see that schedule release. Tampa Hub City, hashtag Tampa Hub. Let us know who you think is going to reign supreme in the Tampa Hub, because it might just be Lucas and I. We're going to be rocking a beautiful tan. Uh, We're going to be out by the pool, you know, hanging out, but... Also, again, remind you all, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, coaches, I'll end it with this. I mean, what what level of play do you expect out of this bubble? Because the NCDC, when we saw the, the summer showcase, when we kind of started this season off, there was so much talent running through this league this season. What do we expect level of play? Coach Hodge, I'll start with you. I think it's going to be nothing, nothing, nothing but the best, man. It's the best, the, the, the nation's top talent for a reason, right? The, the, one of the things I think we're going to, we haven't touched on really is it's going to be the heat down there. We're all Northeastern teams, right? Northeast teams. And we're all used to the cold. We get down there. It's going to be, it's going to be warm. And Jim and I, I, I played the minors going down to like a Louisiana when I was in Peoria mid-season, it gets hot and it get you get, you get dehydrated fast. So, you know, one of the things we're going to have to deal with is that, but I, I'm assuming, you know, we're going to see some great hockey and I'm excited to see some of the teams we haven't seen. Like we, we haven't, I've, we've, we played the Cyclone, or we played the, sorry, the Monarchs a bunch of times. We've played the Islanders, the, the Kings, they haven't played anybody much else. So I'm looking forward to seeing what other, team, what other teams have and see him, see him for, you know, firsthand. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Our, our guys are excited to play different teams and, it's going to be great hockey, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Watch out for the Rockets. Kersner's got those boys rolling this year. That is a solid, solid roster this season. Awesome. Coach Henkel, what are you thinking? What are you thinking here? Uh, I, listen, I think it's going to – for our group, It's I think it's going to be rusty to start, but I think after I, you know, we get in five days or so, we get into a rhythm. We haven't been able to get into a rhythm, like Haji said. You know, you look at the, the Hitman, the Rockets – uh, the PALs, the IHCs, South Shore, the Bruins, they've been playing all along. They've got 15, 16, 18 games. I mean, we're at seven, eight games. I mean, it, it's going to, for us to get into a rhythm uh, is going to take a little bit, but I think once we get into a rhythm and I think we get going, I think the hockey is going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be fast. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of offense. Uh, in addition to that, uh, like Haji said, I think, you know, the heat's going to take its toll and, uh, you know, those guys on days off have to manage their body properly. And it's not, oh, we're going to go play a round of golf and hang out by the pool. It's going to have to be, you know, smart, regimented off days um, for them mentally and physically. Uh, it's going to be a grind. But going down south to play is 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 no joke. Uh, and it's a lot more difficult than what it is in the Northeast. That's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be one of a kind, folks. Lucas and I will keep an eye on the golf course and make sure nobody's out there fooling around. We'll take all the time we need out there. But again, no, this is is one of a kind. We just can't wait to see some hockey. The USPHL, the NCDC, make sure you keep watching. Thank you to our partners, EliteJRProfiles.com. Check them out. And the Twin City Thunders, Dan Hodge. And Coach Jim Henkel, it's honestly, it's nice to talk to you once when you're not winning an all-star game. And I got to listen to Lucas on an entire drive back to Jersey every year, man, three years in a row, three years in a row. He's had this stupid Lucas J show and I got to put his logo up and he gets all the music and I don't get to talk. I hate it. 
Well, I think the only benefit for you this year, Dan, is, is we're not in position right now for me to be in the All-Star game as a coach. So you may have a fighting chance this year. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm, I'm just trying to link myself to the winning horse here. I, I Don't worry. I'll give, Lucas, I'll give Lucas the behind the scenes on who to pick. Oh, no. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Every darn year. Remember, keep watching the Dan K Show. Vote for the Holiday Follow Challenge. Doubled our record-breaking total from last year of votes right now. The Wooster Oilers in third, the Richmond Generals in fourth, the Florida Junior Blades in second, and leading the way, the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings. Keep voting, hashtag holiday follow challenge, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at the underscore Dan K Show, or go to www.dankshow.com. When Dan K is on the mic, it's always hockey night, and Lucas doesn't have parting words, so that's it. <laughs>